Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith, Edinburgh. This podcast features edited highlights from our Sunday service held on May the 22nd, 2022. To find out how to join us and for more general information, please go to www.stjamesleith.org.uk. A warm welcome to our service uh, today on the theme of Do You Want to Get Real? And later on, looking forward uh, to <coughs> Elspeth Murray talking about Silver Sisters. Um, and I just want to give a little bit of context to this offer of Do You Want to Get Real? and how it links with our search for belonging, something that we've been looking at over a number of services. And I think our search for belonging is something that we all undertake. I I sort of see it as a homecoming, that we're we're actually coming home to where we feel uh, we belong. And during my curacy, uh, my incumbent said to me that the opposite to faith was not doubt, but certainty. Because uh, certainty, if there is certainty, we can have no faith. And I heard recently that the opposite to belonging is not isolation or loneliness, but actually fitting in. And the reason for that is if if we're constantly asking ourselves, who do I need to be? Who, what do I need to say? How do I need to act? And many churches, I think, uh, subconsciously require that, then True belonging can never happen because true belonging never asks us to change who we are. In fact, it's the opposite. It demands that we be who we are. And if we try and fit in, adapting to different situations is good. That's a social skill in different contexts. But if we're trying to fit in, desperately trying to fit in, then we often betray who we are and it's just not sustainable and if we're trying to fit in then I think it's unlikely or almost impossible that we will actually experience true belonging and I think true belonging requires two things for me one is being part of something greater than ourselves and I think as a faith community we have that not everyone has that that we have a sense of being part of something greater than ourselves. And the second thing is that we do truly belong to ourselves, that we do not betray who we are. And as I said, I think Elspeth will be looking at that in the small corner, talking about Silver Sisters, um, is really the importance of being who we are. So we'll start our service in the usual way. I'll ring the singing bowl, and if we can prepare our hearts and minds to worship God, and during that time, light a candle in church, and invite Alad to come up and light a, a candle, and invite those at home, if you have a candle, to also light your candle, so that we link what's going on here with all the churches and sacred spaces that are going on at home. So let's just have a moment's quiet.
with nature in its power and beauty, with rain and wind and sunshine, with the ancient rocks and the budding flower, we gather in praise of God. With believers and seekers the whole world wide, with people in every land and speakers of every language, we gather in praise of God. With the angels and the saints in heaven, and with all who have worshipped in this place, we gather in praise of God. And with Jesus who promised his presence and the spirit who showers her blessings, we gather in praise of God. Here let heaven and earth embrace. Here may God's people find home. Amen. So please stand for our opening song. Now, hum me a verse as an introduction whilst we set up our groove and then we'll join in. remain standing for our confession. Trusting in God's forgiveness, let us now in silence confess our failings and acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. We say together, come home to ourselves and to each other. May all that is unfree in us be released and may we blossom into a future graced with love. Amen. Gloria, Gloria, in excelsis Deo, Gloria, Gloria, Alleluia, Alleluia, Gloria, 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 Gloria,
Our first reading is from Acts chapter 16, beginning at verse 9. Now, during the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, uh, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace, the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city in the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. And a certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. And the Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Be to God. The Gospel this morning is taken from John, chapter 5, verses 1 to 9. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool, called in Hebrew, Beth Zeah, which has five porticos. In these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man, man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I'm making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, stand up, take your mat and walk. At once the man was made well and he took up his mat and he began to walk. Now that day was a Sabbath. This is the gospel, good news for all. So now going to have what we call a small corner reflection. Uh, we believe that uh, Monday 
is just as important as Sunday in many ways, that our faith continues through the week. So we provide an opportunity from time to time for people to share what they're doing uh, in their lives. And it, it's a pleasure to have Elspeth um, and Danielle uh, going to have an interview later. But before that, we're going to have uh, a link, a YouTube video of the Silver Sisters. So that was a, um, a video that uh, exists in the space of the Silver Sisters Facebook page. And uh, you will have spotted Rosie and Caroline and me singing a little uh, song to celebrate uh, how big the group had begun, become. Um, and Danielle, thank you very, very much for uh, agreeing to um, be here with me today and just chat about the group and what it is and what it means to uh, to me and maybe to other people, maybe if even if they aren't in the group. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to join and uh, I feel a bit, well, I'll tell you what I do love about Silver Sisters, and I know we're going to get into it, is um, I, I'm trying, like, but I'm never going to have the uh, silver mane that some of you have got. But um, Elspeth, talk a little bit about uh, why you started this group, because it's huge now, nearly 20,000 members, right, all over the world. And... Um, what you saw the need for, that's kind of what I'm really interested in. I mean, I get it on my side, but what was it all about for you? Um, okay, I started this group in a really, really small way in 2008. And at that point, um, I, I, I had silver hair, a little less silver than now. And, um, and hmm, I dyed my hair for a little while in the, in my late 20s early 30s but I let it all grow out and and topped it off in my early 30s and um and I could I recognized that people would sometimes 
appreciate that and, and come up to me and say, I like your hair. And I had seen this happening with my mum as well. She had always had uh, lovely silver hair, started with a streak and then went quite, quite silver all over. And um, so I, I recognised that there was this kind of sisterhood <laughs> amongst people who, who appreciated that. Um, and it's always nice to get a compliment. So uh, I, in the, I looked for a space online where there might be some online sisterhood and I didn't find one in 2008. And I sometimes use the term silver sisters when greeting somebody else and, and paying them a compliment. So I set up a Silver Sisters Facebook group and it was small, it was tiny. There was a few friends there. And, uh, and you know, I, I put a little kind of manifesto there and that was it for really for a while. And, and it only really kind of took off in sort of early uh, 2019. And somehow people ended up flowing in there from um, I think Instagram led them there. There was a kind of hashtag Silver Sisters that the term sort of caught on and people were using it, not because of me, but it, it's just, it's a, you know, it's a cool brand. And, <laughs> and so suddenly our group started getting really, really big. And um, uh, so I put a call out at church in the notices, tip, top tip here, you know, um, church notices can, can really help things happen um so Rosie and Caroline and now a couple of other friends are, are helping with the admin of it just to kind of keep keep it focused and keep people on the on the sort of good behavior and rules and nice attitudes and uh, we're yeah we're we're past 20,000 members now which I mean it it regularly blows my mind and that video was one that we made when we hit 10,000 in in early 2020 yeah, but so it's our little, yeah, 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 yeah. So I listen to you uh, speak into that, and I think I hear this delightful journey of turning silver, um, which certainly hasn't been my experience, and I'm not so sure it is of many of the women in the group. And I sense for you, not only was this about a celebration, but also you did recognise that most women were finding this hard, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, um, yeah, it. I imagined it would initially be a kind of celebration or a place for for sort of discussing the cultural phenomenon of beauty and aging and stuff. But actually, really, what it is mostly is is a support group for people who are finding it difficult to um, to transition from dyeing their hair to not dyeing their hair. Um, because it involves commitment. It involves addressing the question, like, do, do, do I want to be real? Do I want to do this? Is it, is it, um, is it worth the change of, of habit? Is it, the, and, you know, looking different and, and not optimal, you know, for a while. People go about it in different ways. Like the song says, you know, you can go cold turkey, <laughs> just let it grow. Um, um, uh, strip the dye, do a kind of uh, sometimes known as a billion dollar frost job. So a very <laughs> um, expensive uh, fading process or um, go for pixie perky, which was that's what I did. I took the kitchen scissors once I had a, a, a few inches of growth and just uh, chopped it off myself. Um, so, yeah, there's there's some there's some pain involved and uh, um, discomfort around looking looking different. 
And some people have the good experience of having people who support them in that. And uh, I have supportive friends or a supportive partner or family. And other people take this on, even though they don't. And, um, and obviously, COVID and lockdown has given people a bit more breathing space to do that with, with some, you know, under the radar way of doing it. But one of the nicest things is to, is to be able to, uh, for the group to help people when they're at a sticky patch, when they're on the fence, when they're um, worrying about, about, you know, are they gonna, are they gonna cave in and, and diet again and and um yeah some people are, yeah go on what i love about this is i would genuinely say this in public view um it's been two two and a half years for me to get to about here and the last couple of weeks i have genuinely been thinking do you know what i want to put the color back in and um it can't be any coincidence that today is the day that we're talking <laughs> and Actually, I think um, until you go through this process, um, it's hard to understand just how challenging it might be. And one of the things that surprised me about that group, because I have an incredibly, well, no one cares in my life what color my hair is apart from me. Um, but there are people in the group who really are, are not in supportive environments on a very extreme level. You know, people giving them a lot of feedback Mm -hmm. on how they look right um how has it been to see that regularly and um and know you're making a tiny difference in that space oh it it really um well it sometimes is frustrating because you so i mean there's people who really want to say and some people do say like this is you're getting feedback here from somebody who doesn't support you this is not a healthy marriage this is you know um maybe he's the one who should be uh get, getting the heave ho so it's frustrating and, and obviously you know um we're not here to people only hear what they're ready to hear but if, if they're um in a space where they can hear supportive loving friendly helpful affirming messages then um it's 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 really nice and and people come there in with they show up with a certain level of bravery and get super boosted and um yeah I, it, it warms my heart to see that happening and um 20, plus now which of course was never the plan at the beginning is it your intention just to let it be an organic thing or do you and and the other women some of whom are in the room have a vision for more something different what what do you want it to be now well yeah good question um I'm pretty happy with it being a, a sort of light touch friendly supportive space um I sometimes wonder what would happen to it if, you know, Facebook disappeared. Is there some way that it we could have a legacy, even if that platform didn't exist? And and I know that um, fairly regularly, every now and then, people say, well, why can't we meet? You know, is there a way for us to, to get together? So in the next, I don't know, a couple of years, um, I said in the next year, but that was a few months ago, and now I haven't done anything about it it would be nice to have some sort of gathering. Um, so 
uh, I think it would be thrilling to to have that support manifested in some way in in the physical space. Yeah, a Silver Sisters convention. Kinda, kinda. <laughs> One of the things that surprised me when you shared the data with me is the women in this group are younger than I might have thought they were, um, which then struck me that um, for those of us, I've been dyeing my hair since I was 16. Um, for those of us who started in that game young, we probably don't even know the point at which it started to transition, mm. many of us. And so um, I sort of sit with this sense of... Um, at what age are women changing their identities so quickly and kind of losing sense of self and, um, or just not being able to own exactly who they are. And one of the things I love about the group is um, it's not really just come in if you've got hair like yours, right? So it's a kind of space for everybody who's just saying, I, I don't wanna, I don't want to put stuff on this anymore, right? Yeah. And and that was a deliberate thing when you set it up, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, yeah. We're kind of the age range is broad. The the places that people come from is broad. Um, but you know, one of the reasons why it felt like a really interesting topic to talk about in this space is that um, what people often report in their process of getting free of <laughs> dyeing their hair is that they they say it's it's much more than that it's not just about my hair this has been a process you know it's taken like two years to 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 get to whatever you know back to a certain length of hair and that has been a process of self-acceptance it's it's been like a lot bigger than than the hair question and um and it and self-acceptance and belonging and um, feeling happy with who you are is, is like a really fundamental question. And, and I really like the, 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 the question of, you know, do you want to be real, that invitation? And, um, and I almost wonder in that reading whether, whether Jesus was detecting that this was a guy who's kind of making making lots of excuses for himself. I can't do it now because of this, because of this, because of this. But it's like if you want to um, lift the layers and see see the truth of where you're really at, whether that's to do with hair or whether that's to do with some other habit, something that is um, something that is covering up the reality of your life of your situation of your uh relationships of your work of all sorts of things it's like so do you want do you want to strip the dye away I mean whatever that metaphor is do you want to see what's underneath there are you brave enough to go through a process of 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 seeing what reveals seeing what's really there and to be okay with it even when it's kind of like a little bit half done a little bit you know unsatisfactory to be in the messy middle of change making so I, I would hope that people can can yeah see that this isn't just a kind of like it's not just a beauty thing or a girl's thing or a women's thing this is um an invitation to everybody to go like well what you know what what does it mean to be to be real I really love that because some of the Eastern traditions teach us to stop resisting reality. 
you know, to stop resisting reality. And I know that you mentioned to me this morning in the in the songs later on, there's a line about the little child scared of growing old. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, Silver Sisters represents an embracing of that process, a living and being present in that process, rather than pretending it's not happening, right? Yeah. And um, so I guess the word I have for you guys is um, liberation, <laughs> you know, through hair it's not really about the hair at all actually is it it's about identity and sense of self yeah 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 um and um and we probably don't have well I'm sure we could talk about this for a lot longer uh, I just wanted to flag up I know you might have another question for me but I just want to flag up in the video that we're going to share at the end of the service there's another one that we that we uh, that we did when the group got to 20,000 and um it says, "Be careful what you ask at the salon," and uh, and it occurs to me as well. There's a there's a an, you know another layer of that. It's like, be careful what you pray for. Be pe- careful what you wish for. You know, uh, um, and and yeah. Anyway, sorry, you had another question. No, I didn't. I was gonna. I was just gonna invite you to share what's in this small corner. What is it? If you could like just pass a message to everybody this morning, what's the one you're offering from from the Silver Sisters corner? <laughs> what's the one you've got from everybody before we wrap up and um, let everybody watch the other video a bit later on? My um, my message. Do you know what? I've also mm, I've just seen a message that's asking me to slow down a little bit because of the audio in the hall and I know that that was one of my mum's top tips to me as well slow down um my message is um just have a have a look and see what you're ready to address next in terms of the reality in your in your life um so I think that paying attention to reality is another way of saying of loving God pay attention to reality love god same thing profound from dying our hair yeah. <laughs> well thank you thank you for sharing um for one i'm delighted we have this group and that i know i'm not the only woman who feels that way so thank you can you. do it danielle you can do it thank you so much <laughs> the color of your hair is a, a metaphor for transformation so I don't think I'll be getting my hair transplanted <laughs> soon, but thank you. That was really, really powerful uh, for us all. So I now invite Colin to lead us in our prayers. I feel as though I should have to declare that my hair is not dyed. <laughs> it was Robert Burns in something like 1785 who said, Oh, would some power the gift to give us to see ourselves as others see us. And today we ask for more than that, because today we seek the power to see ourselves as God sees us and to pray for others. So let's have a moment of quietness before we pray. And I want to invite you, there's not going to be any responses today. I just want to invite you to, in quietness, open your heart and your mind to God. And our first two prayers will be really about that. Jesus says to us today, come if you're healthy, come if you're hurt, come if you're hopeful, come 
if you're sad. Come if you're old, and come if you're young and energetic. So let God's light shine upon each of us and fill us with hope. <coughs> Let God bring healing and hope today. God of light and life, you see us as we really are. You see our problems, our pains, our joys. In the difficult realities of life that we face, help us to choose wisely. Help us to open our hearts and minds to you, to receive your healing and forgiveness. So please be with us as we journey, as we seek to become the person you created us to be, and to learn how we can bring hope and healing to others. And so we pray for our world too. God of all life and goodness, we entrust to you those places where all is not well, places where there's hatred and mistrust. And we pray especially today for national and local political leaders in every country, that they might bring love and justice and peace as their policies and practice. We pray integrity will be the mark of all those in public office throughout the world, in every country. And asking today especially for wisdom for Tim Jones and his new role as a local councillor, as a person of influence in our own city. And we pray for those who are imprisoned for speaking out against corruption or indeed against war itself. For those who are victimised for any reason. For those who are refugees, prisoners and casualties of war. And we pray for those who work to bring reconciliation, stability and restraint. Lord Jesus, please bring hope and healing. And Lord, we remember and pray for those places where lives are being lost due to extreme temperatures and blood, floods and droughts, especially in India and across East Africa. As we remember our own children, we pray for places where children are starving especially in Afghanistan, in Yemen, and Ethiopia. And we pray too in this cost of living crisis for the hungry children of our own nation. Lord Jesus, please bring hope and healing. And we pray for our church here in St. James and the communities we serve we pray for one another, for our families, for our neighbours, our friends, and for all today who feel sad or upset or frightened. And in a few moments of quietness, I just invite you to bring to mind someone close to you or a friend or a relative who is feeling frightened or sad or ill.
where all is not well, Lord Jesus, please bring hope and healing. And finally, a prayer for ourselves. <clears throat> for each step that we take on life's journey, help us to become the person you created us to be. Be our guide, gentle Lord of life. For each load that we might bear, be our strength, O Lord of life. For each difficulty that we might face, be our power, O Lord of life. For each decision that we make, be our wisdom, O Lord of life. And for each place where we might rest, be our peace, O Lord of life. And for each sunset, sunrise and sunset, be our joy, O Lord of life. So we ask that you will be with us and shine through us to other people this week. Let us pray together. God of all that is, who is with us from cradle to grave and throughout all time, giveth faith and courage to experience fully the truth of who we are, that we may evermore live in the joy of your love. Amen.
just before I say sending out, I want to thank Elspeth again and Danielle for really powerfully communicating the importance of uh, being real for our transformation, which I think is a lifelong task for all of us and takes a lot of courage. And in it, really, the importance of solidarity with other people to be on that journey of uh, being real and being ourselves, which is what God ultimately wants us to be because we were created unique and different and God wants us to be our unique and different and special selves. So, before uh, I'll say the sending out and then we'll have a second video if you sit down uh, after I've done the setting out to watch the second video. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. Silver sister, won't you listen up? Silver sister, don't be giving up. Silver sister, well, we know it can be tough. We know you had enough, you can't go on. Silver sister, just be careful what you ask at the salon. Brand new. Just be careful what you ask at the salon.